0: With a digital revolution accelerating in the healthcare industry, our next guest is leveraging the power of health data and social networks for patients and consumers to develop meaningful relationships with others who share the same, often life-changing journey. Amnon Barlev, CEO of Alike, joins us to discuss how he and his team are unlocking the power of patient similarity networks. Through proprietary AI technology, crowdsourcing, and big data, Alike is transforming medical records to empowering insights and connecting patients to a supportive community of individuals who share the same journey, all without sacrificing user privacy. Join us for this important conversation as we learn how Amnon and the Alike team are building a new world for patients wanting to actively engage in their healthcare journey. Let's go. Amnon, a very warm welcome to our podcast today.
1: Thank you, Mike, and thank you for having me here.
0: Well, given your passion and dedication to being a healthcare advocate and student of the industry and your desire to create sustainable and positive change, I'm excited to have this important conversation today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Amnon, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the Alike team are tapping into the power of medical records by utilizing proprietary AI, crowdsourcing, and big data to make personalized health a reality. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world.
1: So just two things, especially for entrepreneur. One, think big, but really big. If you are big as the way you think, and if you're just thinking about small problem, local thing to focus, that's what you be going to be a tactical one. But if you want to change the world, think big. And the second thing, think positive. There's so many things why not to do. And if you just focus on what you can do and should do, you're going to get there. So positive thinking and big thinking.
0: I love the advice, Amnon. You've done that time and time again in your career. We're going to talk about that story career that you've had, but I want to ask a follow-up question on it because I agree 100%. There's no reason to not think big, right? We have one shot at this. Let's take a big, big swing at it. But how do you go from thinking big to then tactically Getting it done.
1: I think usually, by the way, the other things is the problem. Meaning, we are, I mean, the biggest obstacle for us is ourselves. And usually most people do not start big and then thinking, how can I make it happen? It's the other way around. They limit themselves just in the way of thinking and they will always focus on what they can do now. And I think it should be the other way around. Think very big. You don't know yet how to solve it, but time will take you there. So you have to put your goal, you know, light, so if you're going to focus there and the North Star that you're going to follow, way, way big than you are right now. It's okay because if you put it low, you're going to get low. If you put high, you might fail. It's okay to fail but there's a good chance that you're going to get there. So you're going to be in any case bigger than where you are.
0: And I love that you mentioned failure, right? From my perspective, people are a lot extremely afraid of failure. I actually love it. I think that the opportunity to fail leads to great success. There is nothing wrong with failing, failing fast, learning from it, iterating. You probably know exactly what I'm talking about with the amazing tech companies you've built. How important is failure to you as well?
1: It is. Look, to be fair, success is a cool thing, it's great, but you never learn from that. The things that you know, that that stays with you is your failure. When you didn't succeed, when you have whatever problem there are, you didn't build the right team, you didn't know how to focus for the next one, you didn't succeed to raise money, you didn't succeed to bring that forward or whatever, that's where you learn and that's where you change. You never change because of success. Success, you said, hey, I was so good. You hear yourself and it's just a purely an ego part. But when you fail and you focus on the reason you fail, there's a good chance that you will improve yourself.
0: Absolutely love it. Well, thank you for sharing that because it's important. More people need to hear it. There's absolutely nothing wrong with failing. That's how we get to our successes. And, you know, again, you mentioned thinking big. You and the team at Alike are doing exactly that. You guys are taking big swings. You are being audacious. There's so much to discuss and unpack in regards to all the wonderful work happening with you and the Alike team. And we're gonna go there after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, Everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit catalysthealthtech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Amnon Barlev, CEO to like. Amnon, you set us up perfectly on the front end of this, thinking big, taking risk. Learning from failure. You guys have been doing some very big things now for a couple of years at alike, but of course, didn't happen overnight. You've done quite a bit even before alike. You went back to school, you went back studying. You've built tech companies in the past as well. Before we dive into everything happening at alike and what you guys are doing there, and of course, what's going to be happening in the future, not only for the industry but for you as a company, and of course, how we can be helping you out. Take us on that journey first, Abnon. How did it all come to be? How did you get in tech in the first place? I know you served in the Air Force in, in Israel as well. Give us a little bit of that journey. And then of course, some of those aha moments of how a light came to be. Take us on that journey.
1: Yeah, so, you know, Air Force was many years ago and I was an aviator there. It was a fun thing to do, but Israeli technology goes together. So I learned computer science and Tel Aviv University and studying, getting into this field. I built my first company, which was mostly a system integration company. I sold it and then I joined a company called Checkpoint. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's actually the largest Israeli company exists today in the world. It's a cybersecurity company, the one that invented the firewall and so forth. And quite fast after I joined there, I became their president and I overall managed the overall business of Checkpoint around the world. Actually, I joined just after the crisis of the 2000 so the company was not such in great shape. But we managed to recover, and I actually grew the company from about half a billion dollar in sale to two billion dollar in sale, and from a share price of 20 to 120. It's a my organization was a couple of thousands of people, everything that relate to a business, so sales, marketing, business development, support, and so forth. So I was purely in that uh, company and fascinating journey around the globe, huge organization in the U.S. itself, and sold to anybody you can. Think of so it was really a fascinating journey. I managed to contribute to myself and to others, and learn and learn to myself and learn to others, and grow something very big. So at that time, at least in Israel, we didn't have companies like that at all. So you have to build it from scratch and take it to that level of billion or multi-billion dollar company. It's, it's a fascinating journey. So after 13 years of closing a you know public quarter at NASDAQ like every quarter, I decided that there's only one life, so I should do other stuff as well. And I did very good to myself financially, so I thought it's time to look for other places. And I decided that life science will be a great place to be. And I started purely by Tel Aviv University at the Megatel faculty and just tried to do some brainstorming with researcher and so forth. And I found out, and that's my belief in life, that if you want to do something, you really need to understand it. You can't just, it's not management is management is management. Everything is a bit different. It has its own color. Things that you can learn from one cannot go to the others. And so, it actually drive me to go back to the medical faculty at Tel Aviv, spend two years as a student, purely student, and did a conversion from computer science to life science and study as a student. Like I did all the exams and funny, at the age of 50-something, go back to school, I was older than the professor there. in most cases. I was actually not a bad one, to be fair, but it's interesting and sometimes quite stressful, but it gave me a significant amount of more background because it's like a language that you need to speak. And if you don't understand the complexity of it, and to be fair, life science and healthcare is way, way more difficult than everything else I did in my life. Just the ratio between signal and noise on different things, the statistical aspect of it, the complex of human behavior, not to mention the complexity of the US healthcare system that probably is even probably the biggest one. Now, There was a reason for me studying besides working on my PhD that I need to finish one day was also to find, and I was seeking for ways that I can bring methodology from the tech industry to the life science industry. And I found two very fascinating things. One, do you know what is the most unused resource in the healthcare system? Any idea? So it's very simple. It's the patient itself. The patient is not part of the process. The patient has much more time than physician. He has much more motivation in most cases. He wants to heal himself and he suffers from that, so he needs some help there. And he is probably has the biggest influence on himself. So we need to bring back the patient into the process. He has to be part of the healing process. Or, by the way, it's not always about healing. It's just to improve the quality of life of a person. So that was one thing that I understood. The second thing is that when you look at people and see what contribute to his health, Half of the contribution will be his clinical status, his genetic status, his clinical behavior. But half of it relate to his social determinants. He has family, he has a supporting environment, he's under stress. How does he sleep? Does he do sport? What kind of diet does he take? So we need to look at people holistically before trying to heal them. And today, the system look at you as a walking condition. You are a diabetic, so they look at you as diabetic. But you're also a male at the age of 52 with diabetic With overweight and you try to do some sports and you have a family and two kids. You have to look at people holistically and the system does not do that. So if we're going to go, and by the way, the manifestation of that is that if you look at medication, probably the biggest treatment for everything, you will see that for every specific condition, medication efficiency will be about 30%. So I need to find the group, the relevant group that will fit to their treatment. It could be medication, but it could be, you know, alternative treatment, whatever it is, diet, supplements, many other things. So that led me to the fact that we need to build a company that will focus on the patient and empower them really, really seriously and see what we can do there with a technology or patient similarity network that I'll tell you a bit more about it. But once I understood that, I did a couple of things. I brought Two partners, very important partners and a great people. to alike, one is Professor Vada Shalev. She's a physician, a practicing physician. She did her postdoc at uh, John Hopkins on medical informatics. And she led here in Israel most of the medical informatics initiative. And the other side is Ohad Sadok. He's a machine learning and artificial intelligence expert, one of the top. So I brought them together. And I know that if you bring a strong team, there's endless things you can do together. So, And that's the way we build a life.
0: I love Amnon that you took that time to go and study, and I'm sure you probably had a blast. Even though you were the oldest in the room, I'm sure you had a great time with all those other students and professors. But it is so important. You're absolutely spot on. This is an incredibly, incredibly complex, not a bi-sided industry, multi-sided industry, right? A lot of different players in it, and it is a tough one, right? It obviously change doesn't happen very fast because of a lot of the complexity there. So taking that time to study the game, study the industry, to understand then from there. What is the problem? What are the needs? You know as well as I do, Amnon, we've hung out with plenty of entrepreneurs that they'll go build something and then try to find a home for it. Just like you said, you went and got the right team members, started studying the opportunity and the need out there. So let's go there. Let's start talking about the company you and the team launched, Alike, now over two and a half years ago. Love to hear the elevator
1: pitch. What is Alike? Okay. Awesome. Thank you for asking. So a typical American will go to meet a physician two and a half times a year, but we'll spend more than 60 hours on the internet looking for medical things or healthcare things. People feel totally insecure. So if you will be prescribed now with a new chronic medication or diagnosed with a new diagnosis or about to go to a procedure, you will immediately feel insecure, right? You feel that, okay, you got some information, physicians are great, but it's not enough you need to get more information. You need to understand better about what will happen there. Physicians don't have the time, the motivation or the knowledge, not to mention the incentive to walk you through there. So you need something else. So you go there to different forums and stuff like that. And then you're getting a lot, a lot of misinformation, a lot of not clear data because you really need to get the exact data that people that are similar to you. we go back to this similarity. The fact that if you are a male at the age of 80 with diabetes and two chronic medication, you cannot learn anything from a lady at the age of 18 that just been diagnosed recently with diabetes. This is like two different things to talk about. So the idea, and and by the way, COVID will be a great example, right? If you've just been infected with COVID and you are taking, I don't know, some kind of a medication, you want to understand what will happen to other people, like beta blocker for for blood pressure. You want to see and talk with others that, that have been taking that, other you are not interested in a kid of the age of 16, right? It doesn't help you. COVID shows that the, the move toward personalized health is so important. And that's exactly what we do. We are building patient similarity network. The idea is that we take a person and profile him. So today, I don't know if you know, but every American can get a full access to his medical records with three clicks. He just go to his providers, click that he allowed to share it and all the data will come. So. We build an infrastructure for that. So you can put your information manually or just connect to your provider and get your medical record. We'll ask you a couple of more questions and we build your initial profile. Now, I'm allowing you to ask questions, any question you want to ask. And based on the questions and based on who you are, I will match you with others that have been there. Now, think about this amazing thing, right? When you are going to vacation, to take a hotel, to buy something in Amazon, what is the first thing you do? You go out there and read reviews because somebody's been there and you find it the most unbiased things that you can do is to talk with somebody else who have been there. Why you don't do it in healthcare? The beauty here is that somebody starts a new medication that you're about to start. Would you like to talk with him? But he's similar. He's a male, like you at this age with other things that will make you similar. And the beauty is that you can get first-hand impression and we found more and more information that only... Other patients, no. It could be diet. It could be very basic things that will improve your quality of living. Numerous things is somebody has a glucose, ongoing sugar monitor, right? And you think, I'm doing sport. How it will not fail from my arm? I met somebody who was just did the surgery and, and she has a big problem of losing weight and she's wondering what will be the right diet for her. So yeah. people looking for both for mental health, they know they are not alone, which is a major problem everywhere in the world, especially now after COVID, that's mental health. And the second thing is purely practical advice. So thinking big, we want to build the largest worldwide network of patient similarity network. It's all, by the way, I didn't mention that, but it's all anonymized. All the data is de-identified. It's a very secure environment. As being one of this industry, I can tell you that it's really probably the most secure environment you can because we de identify the data. So I cannot make the connection to who you are, to your data, and I can connect you only through the application. So that's a very robust one, and and allow people to talk. Now, quite an amazing thing. We have today more than fifty thousand. We are working only in America right now, so it's only available in the America. And the apps get like a rating of like 4.8. so it's a good ranking and so forth. We already have more than like between fifty to one hundred thousand users right now, and the amazing things is from everybody who went to the application every day, a couple of thousands of people, 40% of them will generate a question or a comment or participate in a chat, 40%. So people are engaged and see a lot, a lot of content. And so we generate more and more content. There's plenty of things where you can go forward. But the idea is let's use crowdsourcing. Let's use the wisdom of the crowd. Let's get their opinion. And all what we do is we are a match.com Ways and a Facebook for healthcare in one envelope. Think about that, right? We match between people. We try to match you with people that have already been there and can give you more information and everything under a social network environment with its uniqueness. It's all based on data, purely on data. It's not like theoretical thing. And that's for one side. And for the other side, it's anonymized and the identified and secured. So that's
0: the pitch. So exciting, Amnon. And so many questions to ask as well. In regards to you know the technology you built, obviously you're very passionate about it. You're an expert in the space. You've delivered all of that tech into the application here that's in the U.S. But of course, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you think is the CEO. It's what your end users think. What has the feedback been from those 50 plus thousand users? You know, what is, Has it changed lives? Has it created community? Has it put you know, has it allowed a sense of relief? What is some of that feedback you've been receiving?
1: It's amazing. You know, I used to do B2B, business to business, and now it's business to consumer. So just to be fair, when you have thousands and thousands of users, people have different opinion. I can't, it's not like that everybody cherishes you. But I told you the ranking of where we are in both stores, like very good one, and we are very happy. And the Google Play, we are about the place of 20 or 30 on healthcare, and we are the top 170 on Google on well-being and health already right now. So that's a very good one. People, like I got a review saying it's a prize Nobel award you need to get. So we get things like that. It changed our life. And I got recently one that I was so happy about. Said, you, I came over here to ask questions, but probably the most important things that give me the most is that I can help others. So yes, people really love the idea. Now it's a process. There's many features and functions that they want. We are a startup. So there's, you know, we always work to make it better we always listen to our users. We know that we should not be in love in our idea and and don't see other voices. So it's extremely important to be objective as possible and listen for every comments that we hear and try to fix there. So we are coming here, I mentioned before, being positive. We come here positive and listen for everything and we try to make it the best for everybody. You cannot satisfy everybody, but I want to satisfy the majority of them. And, you know, I'm sitting down and reading posts from time to time and It makes my day when I see somebody say, Hey, this has changed my life. Thank you so much. Now I know what to do. Or others said, Hey, can we continue and discuss? And I look at and they're having a chat together so people support each other. So this is such a strong thing that you just browse down and read things and it's fascinating. It's a world changing. And probably the most rewarding things I ever done. So it's a great thing.
0: I absolutely love it. I love it, and I, you know, I'm a big, big fan. Uh, you know, my body of work obviously shows it for many years. I'm a big fan of the power of community, power of the crowd, and what that can mean to really change and create movements, and and allow even that uh, end user of one to be able to change course and whatever that might be, right? And and getting that feedback, or like you said, how fulfilling it is to hear some of your users saying, "What I enjoy the most is helping." When you know they may came there in the first place to receive something, you know they're now giving, which is incredible.
1: By the way. It's amazing. When you look at the digital revolution overall, it's all about empowerment for the consumer, for the individual, to consume more knowledge. So, you know, now I don't need the, you know, I can go out there in a platform and just express my opinion and millions will hear about it, right? And I can buy things immediately and look at all the market and different things there. And I can do many things. Surprisingly or not, because it's a much more conservative environment, healthcare was not there. It was not participating in this game of digital a revolution. And that's exactly what we are trying to do. And that's one of the reasons that I've decided not to focus on providers or payers, but to focus purely on the patients, on the individual, because that's the way to empower them. We don't have any agenda besides make sure you're going to learn from others. And there's so many things you can learn from others. So that's what we do.
0: Well, and and of course, Amnon, I'm very bullish on the power of the crowd and power of community. I know this is only going to continue to make incredible strides and and marks within the healthcare industry. So with that, let's go a little future state. Let's pull the crystal ball off the shelf. Where do you see things heading for the industry, for the power of the patient in the industry at large, but then also where is a like heading as well? What's happening in the next few years?
1: So I think the biggest things when you're looking at this technology revolution is that we're going to get more and more data from multiple resources. So it could be your watch, it could be other sensors, it could be social network, it could be many other things. And as many as we get more data, the challenge of finding the signal inside the data is going to be a challenging one, but we can create more and more things. By the way, Corona makes a big jump on that with remote things that enforce us to get some more data and analyze it. So if you ask me about where the industry will go, we will increase dramatically the amount of the point of or the attributes of data that we're going to collect significantly amount in healthcare. And that's the time that digital health will come to place. Before that, you see more small things, telehealth, it's nice, but it's in a way all technology. But when we're going to get significant amount of more things, people will wear more things. Will It becomes like something trivial and easy to use and easy to interpret. We're going to see significant amount of more data value for users from digital. Health. So that's one thing. Now, if I'm looking at the like, that's exactly the place. So we are a platform that collects some of the data. But if a genomic will be easy, we would like to put it as part of our ability to match people. So if there will be a sensor of your watch, will be easier to use and most of the people will use it. I'll took that as well. So the beauty is that you know, starting with your medical records and then asking you about your supplements and diets, and then tomorrow morning there will be an automatic way, like you just drink a uh, water, and might be that your cup will be an and IoT and Internet of Things that will just send to the cloud how much water you drank, I can get it. So that's like on the vision side. But the idea is that when you have more source of data, it all comes to the same platform that will be part of your attributes that can be match you with others and give you some more feedback. So we are actually going with that. We have plenty of things already in our hands, much more than what people are using today. People, as I said before, or the health system will look at you. As a walking condition, we look at you as a walking person. It's a very big difference with everything there, but I think there will be much, much more looking forward.
0: Oh, there's so much to discuss there. I mean, I love the notion of you know layering on data upon data upon data where sometimes you don't even think about it, like weather data. What does it look like to wrap in weather data? And what does it look like? Psychographic data, financial data, uh, traffic data, zip code data, right? All these different things.
1: But I'll give you another small example of so stress. We know one of the factors that really, really affect your health is your stress level and your sleep level, two things that are important, right? For sleep, we can now start measuring, but it's not common. Stress, we are far away from that, or not far, but we are away from that right now. Those two things, just looking at your health, as a very basic thing. Your sleep level, your stress level, can make a huge difference of what we can do in order to improve the quality of our life. I'm not trying not to replace a physician or necessarily to heal your chronic condition. What I'm trying is to improve your quality of life. Because that's probably the most important thing. We as humans first want to not only live longer, but we want to live better. And that's what the focus of like is about.
0: Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Well, of course, now let's uh, we'll put the crystal ball back on the shelf. Non, Now we'll come back to Current State. It is an amazing community rallied around the podcast, some phenomenal leaders and people that are passionate about these subjects as well. So non, with that, what's one problem, need, or question that you and the team have that our community can be helping you with? Okay.
1: So I think there's two things. One is very simple. I want more users. The app is for free, by the way. I want more users because the wisdom of the crowd is much more smart when you have much more people. So we want to encourage everyone to just take the app, download it, go through the onboarding and, and be part of the community. So that's number one. I know it sounds trivial. It's not about selling anything. Again, it's for free. But as many as we're going to have more, it will be significantly more. I'll be happy to work with, there's no technical integration needed with anybody. So. If you are a provider or payers, and you want to be part of this network, we can help you and help you with uh, semi-branded and so forth. And and it will be for your audience. Again, everything is for free. We would like to do marketing with you together to add more people. So that's one thing that probably the most important thing for us. Again, the next target for us is to get to the million users and then moving forward much more than that. But that's our nearest goal, is to get to a million users. That's one thing that all of us can help, each one of you download the app and enjoy The second thing, which is more of a question that I'm struggling with, is we created a lot of content and users create a lot of content. And always there's a question about how can you curate it? How can you make sure that the content is good? And now you cannot scan everything. We use technology, by the way. We use NLP, natural language processing, to look at the content. If people are you know express themselves inappropriately we'll tell them this is against the guidelines and stopping there but you know i always look for ways that in a scalable way i can continue and generate good content for my people so any advice in this thing it's a major thing at the end of the day we are a content company so and a data company so everything we can get there as ideas and stuff like that it's important we try to do things that It's important for me to say that we do have some patient advocates and so forth, but if people want to join, become like a patient advocate in the system, we'll be happy to let them in and give them that kind of a status and work with them to moderate some of the discussion. Most of the discussions we have today are unmoderated deliberately because we do want people who will feel free to talk to each other. So people, if they want to be a patient advocate, to come up with other ways to moderate discussion in a scalable manner, I'll be happy to work with each and every one of them. So those are the two things. More patients together with collaboration with different organizations for free with no technical barrier at all, just go to market together. And the second thing is the content itself, of, of course. And the last thing, we'll be happy again, we set the app at the day one. We wrote it there that we are not selling your data and we are not companies going to do anything to harm our users. You are probably the most important things that we do have. One thing that I'll be happy to work with different organizations mostly is to provide them unidentified data to working with them and bring more knowledge to the world so things can be better. So people will contribute more users. We definitely be happy to share some of the things that are right, either quantitative or qualitative. So both things are relevant, like the nature of the discussion and that. Everything is, again, the data is de-identified, but it's only for one purpose. It's to improve the world for free.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, of course, be able to get a hold of you and the team to be able to help out with all of those asks. Amnon, where can people find you online, social media handles, websites, or otherwise? How do they get a hold of you?
1: Okay. So first, just I'll start with my email. I'm non. I know it's fun to pronounce. So it's amnon at like.health. So feel free to email me on anything you want. Also, about our website, www.alike.health. And you can find us both on, on Facebook and on Instagram. So feel free to contact us on the website. There's a, a way to communicate there quite easily. Again, my email, I'm known at health. We'll be happy to be in touch with all of you. And we are here to serve you to make the world a better and a healthier one.
0: I love it. I love it. Easy enough. And of course, for everybody tuning in, just head down on your favorite podcast player and click on through to those contact points. That will be listed there. Of course, you can head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for this episode where you can also leave comments, feedback, suggestions, or otherwise for Amnon and the team. And those contact points will be listed down in the episode notes there as well. Again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, Amnon, I know we're going to have more to discuss down the road as you guys continue to build this movement and Alike. It's a fascinating and much-needed Technology and community and the crowdsourcing, I just am a huge fan of. So, love everything you guys are doing. But for now, we're going to start wrapping it up. And in order to do so, I have a fill in the blank for you. I'm a passionate pioneer because?
1: Because I want to change the world, then to leave something, to change and leave a legacy there.
0: Love it. I love it. Well, keep going, keep fighting the good fight. You're doing amazing work. I love everything happening within the alike camp. Keep us posted. And of course, I'm sure you'll be hearing from our community as well. But for now, Amnon, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing everything happening within your world and the Alike team. Thank you again, my friend.
1: Thank you so much, Mike, for having me here. Thank you for
0: joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli.